Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me because today we're going to be getting into the progress that we've been making. We've worked through waking up. We've worked through activating our our words. And today we're going to be talking about what to do with that activation. So stick with me. It's going to be a little different, maybe a little woo-wooer, but Trust me, it'll make sense. And stick with me as we talk about you're awake. Now what? I'll see you on the flip. Yay! Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's go in and get into it. You're awake. Now what? Now, what I want to do is I want to invite you to take a journey with me, if you will, today and just, you know, let these words mm, glaze over you. And then, you know, the ones that need to marinate, let them do so. So I first want to say this, that there is a difference between being awake and being woke. And to be woke is a statement that has become prevalent in the zeitgeist. Of course, it did start in the Black community uh, to be a state of uh, heightened consciousness, of awareness, if you will, to broaden your ability to see more, to see beyond the veil, if you will. And so that's what woke had uh, become. Now, to be awake in your wokeness, because to me, I am uh, seeing that that is a prerequisite of what it what, what we need to do today, is to then become awake to the point where you're able to take action. And that is what I want to discuss with you as wisdom has been leading me to work through this. Now, I want to give a shout out to Kimberly Jones. She has been very viral uh, for her uh, famous uh, seven minute. um, I don't want to call it a soliloquy because it was a statement uh, packed with the three P's of pain, uh, passion and um, power, power. And I want to uh, give her a shout out because she said something very profound, especially in the last moments where she talked about how instead of, uh, you know, being concerned about the destruction that people saw during the protests and the riots, she said uh, that we should be thankful that instead um, that Blacks in America were looking for equality instead of revenge. 
And it immediately brought me back to Cornel West, a famous saying that he has and has said many different times where he's talked about uh, to our uh, brethren and sistren who ascribe to um, being called or classified as white. And he has been known to say that every time you see a black brother and sister, you need to stop and uh, bow uh, because we have not been the the ones to come back for revenge. And then recently, he was uh, talking to Anderson Cooper. And I don't have TV, so I have to catch these clips uh, here and there online. And I actually prefer it that way because I don't get indoctrinated and programmed into the media's pool because I'm not constantly watching the news. <laughs> but I did catch this. And he said um, a little bit more on to that. And what he said was, he said that our response as a black people of going through what we've gone through has not been to react as a, um, a retaliatory function to become the black version of the KKK. Instead, over these 400 years, we have continued to produce healers. And it was very profound in that it helped my awokeness <laughs> turn into becoming awake. And that is the intersection that I want to talk about. When your consciousness and your awakeness meet, that means that you become prepared to propel yourself into this new future. Now, I am not going to be talking about um, just race relations in America, although that is where my conscious mind is at this particular time. No, instead, I am going to be talking about, as we always have, how to use wisdom in your individual life to have your best life. And if I continue to use the things that are, that are moving me and my world, Find what you can out of that, okay? <laughs> All right. So, are you awake? That's the first thing. And the reason why I want to ask, are you awake? Is because you can't just to say, just can't say, oh yes, I'm awake. No. For for most, it's going to be a conscious effort. It's going to involve some uncomfortable infrequencies that we we need to visit. I'm talking about things like self denial. I'm talking about things like cleansing and fasting, not only the mind, body, spirit, and emotions, but also the history and the legacy that you want to have. I'm talking about going through and doing the purification, even if it be by fire that we've talked about many times on this podcast. And yes, I'm also talking about the greatest purification, which is self-forgiveness. Yes. You see, when you become awake, you become able to handle, to process, and to be with everything that is there, meaning that you become more cognizant of all. And for a lot of people, that being cognizant of all is enough to, to make them have a mental break. Um, in our previous podcast, I talked about the weight of knowledge. And so much so that I want to 
I want to talk about a uh, of a a piece that I'm working my way through and it's very dense. And so that's why I'm taking my time to get through it. But this is the general history of Africa. It's volume one and you can find it uh, through the UNESCO site. Um, But it's volume one. And I'm particularly drawn to the seventh and eighth chapters because that's where I am right now. But there is a part in the eighth chapter called the living living tradition that I really want to uh, harp on at this point with with regards to being awake. And if you'll permit me, this particular uh, installment is written by A. Hampateba. A. Hampateba. Okay, and he opens his sex his segment uh, with a um, a snippet from Tierno Baca uh, Salif, written um, back in the early parts of the twentieth century, and it he uh, he's the the original person that this is taken from, Tierno Baca, Salif, uh, he died in 1940, just so you'll understand. But what he did was he spent most of his life in Mali. And if uh, you are an historian, you'll know that Mali uh, is the place, the contemporary place of the ancient Timbuktu, where the first universities of the world resided. Yes, people, the first universities were in Africa. But anyway, and he was said to um, be a grandmaster in the in a uh, traditionalist in African matters, so this is what uh, Tierno Bakar uh, says. He says, "Writing is one thing, and knowledge is another. Writing is the photograph of knowledge, but is not knowledge itself. Knowledge is the light that is in man." It is the heritage of all that our ancestors have known. And it is the germ they transmit to us, just as the boaba tree is potentially in its seed. And you all, this is very powerful because this particular uh, segment is called the living tradition, where it goes to talk about um, what we know through the French term of the griot. Uh, the the oral traditionalist, uh, he breaks down into different types: the jolly, uh, the doma, um, and he talks. Excuse me, he talks about the difference um, about them and how we should not just accept things that are not uh, driven by the direct correlation of where they come from. Even now, I'm I'm now learning that, like for instance, um, when you talk about oral tradition as it was talked about, and and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I believe that if Socrates were here today, he would be a very awake person, and yet and still he held more to the African tradition of oral history than anyone else, and yes. We are very grateful to his students and and his compatriots uh, that we do have works of the great gadfly (laughs) uh, and that we understand a lot of his teachings. But what we really have had to understand them that way, if the living tradition was still as powerful as it had been, 
And I'm asking that as a rhetorical because I'm going to go on and, and if you stick with me, I'm going to, of course, give you as practically as I can a format and a way for you to truly walk in your wakefulness because there is much power, much blessing and gifts of wisdom that happen if you do that. All right. So let me just let me just pull this little part out for you. OK, so. In the African tradition, um, there were two types of oral traditionalists. There was one who would be considered the, the, the person who told the stories at the party, the, the comedian, the entertainer, the one who would pump you up, the hype man, um, the one who uh, would get um, the troops ready to go to battle with great tales, not necessarily truthful, but great tales. And that would be the the jolly. But then there was the oral traditionalist who was so constricted to their calling, the Doma, that they took an oath that everything they said must be truth. And that is where we get the understanding of becoming the living word. You find it in biblical text and uh, um many different religions. You also find it in um, paths of power, uh, people who work um, in uh, all forms and levels of power, whether it be in religious power, military power. You know, you think like your word is your bond. And, and if you speak it, then it must happen and all of that. Well, that comes from this side of that oral traditionalist who took an oath that everything they must say uh, must be spoken in truth. And thus with that truth and uh, the, the way they continuously carry the oral tradition without adding to or taking away how powerful that living tradition came, we come to know the idea of being awake. Now, I, I want to get to this before I move too far along. Uh, but in this, in this, uh, and, and like I said before, this is from a general history of Africa. You can Google it. And it's volume one. And this is volume where it talks about the methodology and, and African prehistory. And it was written in 1985. And I believe it's out of print. Um, I tracked down a PDF because I was determined uh, to get it. <laughs> so I, like I said, I've been working my way through it. Very dense reading. Reminds me of when I was in grad school, but I'm loving it. Okay, so uh, I wanted to talk about this whole idea of the griot. The griot. Okay, so it says, and this is a, a, a snippet. Contrary to what some may think, African oral tradition is not limited to stories and legends or even to mythological and historical tales. And the man whom the French call a griot, or, and that griot, or griot, however you want to pronounce it, griot, it meant a wandering minstrel and a poet. So far from being on its one and only qualified guardian and transmitter. And the reason why I want to say that is because in today's world, you can't just be a facsimile of awake. You can't be, quote unquote, woke, where you can tell a few stories, you can regurgitate a few things, but they have fallen into the areas of legend and tradition. Because I'm going to tell you, tradition is out here killing people. Listen to me, beloved. Tradition is out here killing people because it's dead. 
We must return to a living tradition. That means, as I said in the previous podcast uh, about activating your words, it is truly time for you to be awake, that there is power in your tongue. And the reason why there is power in your tongue is because that power translates into action, translates into living. And at this particular time, the wisdom smack is that wisdom has been trying to call us out of the graves, out of the graveyards, out of our grave clothes, out of the stink and rot of death so that we can truly experience life and life more abundantly. I was like, oh my gosh. And if you are, you know, one of my regular listeners, you've noticed I've had to take some time because this, it's so, it's so much that I am finding that I don't need to quote unquote repent from where I thought wisdom was taking me and hopefully you. Instead, it's not a repentance. It's an upgrade. And I thought I knew what an upgrade felt like. Mm -mm. No, 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 boo-boo. When you move and we move from being woke to being awake, oh, it's a different life. And the reason why is because of this knowledge, because of the fact that we can no longer rely on just uh, what is written, on, on just what is accepted. It is a call for each one of us to understand our lives, our purpose, our direction to the point where at any given time we can spout it out with life that springs up from the wells deep within us to proclaim who we are, what we're doing, and what we want. And you see, this is very important. And the reason why it is important is because when you work on becoming alive and awakened, you can't be fooled and you do not have time for the superfluous foolishness that is afoot. There are so many different uh, programs to lull people back to sleep because people are fearful of being awake. You see, to be awake, like I said before, you get to see everything. All the lights are on. The shadows have been relegated to the smallest component in the furthest corner and everything is laid bare. And when you start to get this type of knowledge, it becomes light. Now, the other day I talked about Tesla and I talked about how uh, he articulated to the modern world, the, the, the trinity of what we are composed of and what we are involved in. And he's, he's noted as saying, if you'd understand anything about anything about the world, understand the three components being energy, frequency, and vibration. And you guys are going to hear me say this over and over again because everything can come back to those. Those are the least common denominator. Um, no, no matter what, I, I, I've been doing a, a study on coal, C-O-A-L, and its properties and um, also carbon, <laughs> yes, and a few other elements getting back to my chemistry days. And it's been very eye-opening that time and time again, that statement is 
becoming more and more fruitful, more and more uh, able to help me unlock crevices of wisdom that wisdom has been patiently waiting for me to unlock. And we'll be talking about that in the near future. But today, wisdom really wants to make you understand that it is your time to be awake and what to expect in your wakefulness. Okay. So with the frequency, the vibration, and the energy, if you would look at it like a cross, yeah, a cross, the vertical would be the frequency because, you know, you can go higher and higher and higher in frequency. The vibration would be the horizontal that intersects the vertical. And that would be, as I said before, frequency is light. Vibration is sound. And so the uh, faster the sound gets, it elongates or the slower it gets, it elongates. Okay. So that you'll be able to see it. But the, at the intersection, wherever sound and frequency are intersecting, you better guarantee that there is a lot of energy there. There is a lot of life production happening and there is a lot of change. And the reason why that's important is because people are quick to say things about like love and light. People are quick to say things like high, uh, um, uh, high, heighten your frequency. You know, even Michelle Obama is, is famous for saying when they go low, we go high. But the thing about that is frequency is great. But when you want to get activated and you want to get imbued with the stuff of the ages, the, the, the energy, the movement, the power, you superimpose on it at, a, 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 at the, the right angle, angel, if you will, the vibration, the sound, the knowledge, and then the wisdom starts to get activated. So think of it like this. So we've got frequency up and down. We've got vibration, horizontal. Frequency is light. Vibration is sound, right? The intersection is where the energy comes. So your frequency is going to be the light. And this has already told us that the more you, and when I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about this uh, piece from General History of Africa in the eighth chapter, where um, it uh, we talked about how the, the um, knowledge, and I'll, I'll go back, let me just go back and just try to do it justice instead of fumbling over it, um, where uh, Tierno Bokar says, writing is one thing and knowledge is another. Writing is the pair, is the photograph of knowledge. But it's not knowledge itself. Knowledge is the light that is in man. So knowledge is going to be your frequency. If you want to increase your frequency, you must become more knowledgeable. But then he goes on to say, it's the heritage of our ancestors to have known. And it is the germ that they transmitted to us just as the boiba tree is potentially in its seed. And so with that, he goes on in this eighth chapter, a hempate ba goes on to say, when we speak of African tradition or history, we mean oral to tradition to speak. And that's where the vibration comes to intersect that knowledge. At that point of intersection, when you speak the knowledge, it gives birth to the energy 
that activates us to get into the realm of wisdom. And in the realm of wisdom, that knowledge that you speak now becomes experience. And thus you become able to speak truth. And yeah, fact, but to speak truth to the ability that whatever you say must come to pass. And thus, again, those two types of oral traditionals that this chapter talks about, you can move from being an entertainer, like, you know, I'm hopefully entertaining you and regaling you with story and all of this kind of stuff, to become a doma, where when you speak, if you speak to the mountain and say be crumbled, it has to do, it can do nothing else but crumble. It has to do what you say. And to be awake is a state of being in a higher vibration and frequency, which requires a higher knowledge and requires the intersection of what you say and what you know to activate it into wisdom. Now, I know that this might be like, ooh, whatever, but I'm going to tell you really quickly in the last few minutes that we have, and thank you so much for listening to this, because sometimes I tell wisdom, I don't know if they're going to get it. And wisdom is like, you say it and I'll do the rest. And I'm like, but you know, I'm, I'm hemming and hawing and I'm trying to, you know, find the right words. And so by faith, I believe that you who are listening to this, this is being activated because I am speaking through the intersection of frequency and vibration to create energy within you. And I, you know what? I just said something that's not right. You can't create energy to reveal the energy within you is what I mean. Okay. So practically, how do you do this? How do you stay awake? What do you do once you are awake? How do you handle all the knowledge that is no longer hidden without going cuckoo? Well, there are some very practical things. First, uh, first uh, biological, then mental, emotional, spiritual. Uh, the Bible says uh, first natural, then spiritual. And we start by cleansing, fasting, dieting, moving our bodies, cleansing and removing all of the death, the destruction, all of the um, expired energy, the stale energy that has been blocked in our meridians and has been uh, uh, compacted down to the point of depression. And like I said, you do that by watching what you eat. And when I say watching what you eat, I'm not going to give you a diet. Whichever your body reacts to in a better way is the way you need to go. And for many of us, you're not going to land on the exact diet that you need for some time. It's going to be trial and error because there may not have been something that you've ever eaten before that you really need. So trust yourself. Don't, Don't let me tell you what to eat. Trust yourself. So the next thing is, is for for some of us, and I actually have been doing this, is to go the radical route because I need radical. I don't need surface. I need to get down to the bone and the marrow. And that is to fast. And whether it be a a type of fast, whether it's a a Daniel fast where it's only uh, fruits and vegetables and water, or it's a water fast where it's only water, or it's a dry fast where nothing passes your lips for a certain amount of time, you'll do that. And what you'll notice, because I've been, you know, practicing some dry fasting here and there. 
what you'll notice is that the body will start to respond. And I am not a doctor. This is my medical uh, disclaimer. I am not practicing medicine or trying to give you any kind of medical advice. I am simply saying that for me, I have experienced that as I am determined to be awake in a constant state of awake, to be able to handle the higher frequency, the higher vibration, and the higher energy, I am doing my dry fasting periodically and I'm noticing things like inflammation that I didn't even realize was uh, racking my body from all the free radicals that need to get gone. That is helping me. And I am, and it's the weirdest thing. It's kind of like when you start the, um, when you, when, you, when you start the course for getting better, you seem to get worse. And so what I thought was carpal tunnel is not. It's a little, little more. And by even doing this, this first natural cleansing, um, things are starting to come up and pains are starting to come here to the point where I actually had to go to the doctor. And they were like, keep going, keep doing it. It's going to feel worse before it feels better, but you're on the right track. And I'm like, wow, so this is what it means to fight, to stay awake and to do something with that. And I'm going to encourage you that start with the body, start with the basics, start with the energy that your body and your movements and your brain needs to be able to function. So that's the practical. Then we're going to move into the mental, the spiritual, and the the whatnot. And the next thing I want to tell you is, you already know you need to meditate. But the next thing I want to tell you is, is get your breathing game on point. Take some time out daily to sit there and not sit, stand, whatever you want to, whatever is comfortable for you. There's no wrong way to do it. But breathe completely, hitting your stomach and your chest and allowing that used up um, air to uh, leave your body. Don't force it out, but take that breath in, hitting that stomach and that chest and then allowing it to leave the body instead of forcing it out. And try to start doing that. Uh, Start with a minute five minutes, 10 minutes, till you can get up to uh, 30 minutes. If you get up to an hour, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be in an altered state. If you're doing it right, you're going to be in an altered state. It's part of breath work. But what that does is that starts to reoxygenate your brain. It starts to work on all those areas of um, the oxygenating of the blood, the cleansing out of the, of, of the old uh, neural tra- uh, transmitters that shouldn't be in the blood anymore. And, it, and it, it, it makes you high, actually. And it's funny that we say high, but it is, remember, it's, it's part of the vibration, lifting the bri- vibration so you can get to the higher frequencies. So now I know that this has been woo-woo, but I'm going to tell you, if you are not awake and you don't know how to stay awake, you're going to fall back asleep. Let this be the warning. Stay awake. Because you could easily be lulled back to sleep. So I'm looking at this time and my time is up, y'all. So be careful. Understand that knowledge, frequency, vibration, and wisdom are dependent on you being able to activate it in your life. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast for Wisdom Smack. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.